The only real sadness, the only real failure, the only great tragedy in life is to not become a saint. Leon Bloy. Welcome to the Everyday Saints Podcast, where we learn about the saints as we strive to become saints. I'm Paul, and today's episode is another installment in our Saints Guide to Holiness. Today we'll be looking at the necessity of prayer, as explained by St. Francis de Sales in his classic book, The Introduction to the Devout Life. I talked a little bit about this book in our episode on January 24th, which was St. Francis de Sales' feast day. And if you don't own a copy, I highly recommend you going out and getting one as soon as possible. This is from Chapter 1, Part 2 of the Introduction to the Devout Life. The title of the chapter is appropriately, The Necessity of Prayer. In it, St. Francis counsels us as follows. Number one, prayer opens the understanding to the brightness of divine light and the will to the warmth of heavenly love. Nothing can so effectually purify the mind from its many ignorances or the will from its perverse affections. It is as a healing water which causes the roots of our good desires to send forth fresh shoots which washes away the soul's imperfections and allays the thirst of passion. Number two, but especially I commend earnest mental prayer to you, more particularly such as it bears upon the life and passion of our Lord. If you contemplate him frequently in meditation, your whole soul will be filled with him. You will grow in his likeness and your actions will be molded on his. He is the light of the world. Therefore, in him, by him, and for him, we shall be enlightened and illuminated. He is the tree of life, beneath the shadow of which we must find rest. He is the living fountain of Jacob's well, wherein we may wash away every stain. Children learn to speak by hearing their mother talk, and stammering forth their childish sounds in imitation. And so, if we cleave to the Savior in meditation, listening to His words, watching His actions and intentions, we shall learn in time, through His grace, to speak, act, and will like Himself. Believe me, my daughter, there is no way to God save through this door. Just as the glass of a mirror would give no reflection save for the metal behind it, so neither could we here below contemplate the Godhead, were it not united to the sacred humanity of our Savior, whose life and death are the best, sweetest, and most profitable subjects that we can possibly select for meditation. It is not without meaning that the Savior calls himself the bread come down from heaven, just as we eat bread and all manner of other food. So we need to meditate and feed upon our dear Lord in every prayer and action. His life has been meditated and written about by various authors. 
I should specially commend to you the writings of St. Bonaventure, Bellantani, Bruno, Capilla, Granada, and De Ponte. Let me make a quick side note here that those were saints and spiritual writers of St. Francis's day and before, and as I'm sure you know, there are many since then, including, of course, St. Francis himself, St. Ignatius of Loyola, and many others up to our present day. Number three, give an hour every day to meditation before dinner. If you can, let it be early in the morning when your mind will be less cumbered and fresh after the night's rest. Do not spend more than an hour thus, unless specially advised to do so by your spiritual father. Number four, if you can make your meditation quietly in church, it will be well, and no one, father or mother, husband or wife, can object to an hour spent there, and very probably you could not secure a time so free from interruption at home. Number five, begin all prayer, whether mental or vocal, by an act of the presence of God. If you observe this rule strictly, you will soon see how useful it is. Number six, it may help you to say the creed, the Lord's Prayer, etc. in Latin, but you should also study them diligently in your own language, so as thoroughly to gather up the meaning of these holy words which must be used fixing your thoughts steadily on their purport, not striving to say many words, so much as seeking to say a few with your whole heart. One Our Father said devoutly is worth more than many prayers hurried over. Number seven, the rosary is a useful devotion when rightly used, and there are various little books to teach this. It is well too to say pious litanies, and the other vocal prayers appointed for the hours and found in manuals of devotion. But if you have a gift for mental prayer, let that always take the chief place, so that if, having made that, you are hindered by business or any other cause from saying your wanted vocal prayers, do not be disturbed, but rest satisfied with saying the Lord's Prayer, the angelic salutation, and the creed after your meditation. Number eight, if, while saying vocal prayers, your heart feels drawn to mental prayer, do not resist it, but calmly let your mind fall into that channel, without troubling because you have not finished your appointed vocal prayers. The mental prayer you have substituted for them is more acceptable to God and more profitable to your soul. I should make an exception of the church's offices, if you are bound to say those by your vocation. In such case, these are your duty. Again, as another side note, I believe that the only people who are bound by church law to say the offices, also called the liturgy of the hours, every day are priests. So if you're not a priest, you're not bound to say them every day, though it can be a good thing to do it. Number nine. If it should happen that your morning goes by without the usual meditation, either owing to pressure of business or from any other cause, which interruptions you should try to prevent as far as possible, try to repair the loss in the afternoon 
but not immediately after a meal, or you will perhaps be drowsy, which is bad both for your meditation and your health. But if you are unable all day to make up for the omission, you must remedy it as far as may be by ejaculatory prayer and by reading some spiritual book, together with an act of penitence for the neglect, together with a steadfast resolution to do better the next day. So those are nine points from St. Francis de Sales on the necessity of prayer. It'd be good to be able to follow all nine of those, but as a start, pick one and focus on it and just build on it from there. And again, definitely pick up a copy of the introduction to the devout life. It is a gold mine of counsel and instruction in the practice of holiness which is what all of us are striving for as we strive to be saints. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of everyday saints and that you're finding our look at the lives of the saints both informative and enlightening if you'd like to help us continue making podcasts like this please consider supporting us for as little as 99 cents a month by clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes it'll go a long way towards us being able to make this podcast completely ad free thanks again Thank you.